Welcome to I'm Sorry What Weddings. I'm Ashley Sleek and this is the podcast where I take all of my wedding knowledge after being a 12-time bridesmaid and put it to the test and share with you the best ways to survive the wedding season. And let's be honest, that is year-round. I'm bringing on my friends and wedding professionals to chat with us about stories and tips and tricks. And I am so excited for this podcast. And thank you so much for listening. Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What Weddings. This is the podcast where we chat all things weddings, and I have been making y'all wait for this episode. I am so sorry. But you know what? In my experience, it's like nothing launches without a hitch. You know what I mean? Like, there's always got to be some issues, and, you know, we're going to have to go through some speed bumps together. And listen, we are just learning and growing as a unit. Um, Apparently, what I have learned is that um, I cannot plug in my microphone from the left side of my computer. It only likes to be plugged in on the right side or else it just skips and doesn't work. What a pain in the butt. So um, as I mentioned on this week's, I'm sorry, what episode, I literally tried to record this podcast for like three hours and I'm so excited to finally be here because I've been teasing. I've been teasing. I've been using and abusing the tease because I did not get to tell you guys what I've been dying to tell you, which is all about Kim and Alex's wedding. So just a little refresher um, in case you're new here or, you know, you're like, Ashley, you have too many damn friends. I can't keep up. That's fair. Let me just explain. So Kim and Alex uh, are two of my best friends and they got engaged last October. And basically, Alex had me in on the whole plan. Um, I've no- known about it for a really long time. And we were trying to trick her and throw her off the scent, you know, which is very hard to do. Uh, so we decided that I would take her for like a wine tasting weekend in Napa for my birthday. I planned a whole fake schedule. And in reality, at the very first winery, Alex was there and a bunch of her friends and family. And he proposed. It was gorgeous. You can hear the whole ass story because, you know, there's like tons of good details. And we love, we love, we love um, on. I'm sorry what I believe the episode is called the best secret I've ever kept or best lie I've ever told. Something like that. I will have it in the comments here so you can check it out. But anyways, so it's been kind of fun because, you know, I don't want to assume that I'm in the wedding, but I'll like talk to her about things. And, you know, you just never know, like, what role am I going to play, you know? And uh, we actually had this joke one day because we were talking about the getting ready in the morning. And I had made this comment about like being there. And she's like, um, excuse me, I haven't asked you, like humble out, you know, and we kept joking about how I like needed to be humbled. And by the way, just so everybody knows, I am totally fine with my friends' decisions. Like if somebody doesn't want me in their wedding, you just like you never know. Like some people just want family. Some people like don't want a bridal party at all. Some people just want one person. Like some people might still have 12 and I might not be one of them. And that, that that's OK. You know, the only reason I had such cockiness was because Alex had a shared note for the wedding that I also got to be a part of. So, you know, um, (laughs) I had seen that, you know, on there was like a list of bridal party and I was on it. Okay, like, what do you want a girl to do? You know, so we've just been joking about this, whatever. And so, like I said, two podcast episodes ago, Kim and Alex came to visit and we had the full fun day. We went wine tasting, went to a brewery, went and got cocktails like we were having a day. So then we went back to Kim's parents house and I was like in golden retriever heaven. I was like with my gaggle of goldens, my golden ladies. We were I was petting, having a good time. And Alex walks in with a bottle of rosé and he's like, you want some rosé? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, no, like, you know, look. 
And I look at it in the front is this super cute picture of Kim and I from uh, from the engagement it says, will you be my bridesmaid? And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And I, I literally say in the video, I'm like, I don't have to be humbled anymore. <laughs> like we're like having a good laugh, whatever. Like I'm so excited. I'm like, you know, losing my shit. I'm just so thrilled, whatever. And then they're like, OK, turn it around. I'm like, turn it around. What do you mean turn around like the bottle? So I turn around the bottle and on the back it says, we can't say I do without you. Will you marry us? And I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, like, will you marry us? And I'm like, wait a second. I get to do both. Like I get to be a bridesmaid and officiate your wedding. And they're like, yeah. And in the video, it's so funny because what I was trying to say in my defense again, was I, I'm excited to stand like in the middle of you and like, you know, in the center and and like, you know, be a big part of your day. But instead, what came out of my mouth was like, oh, my God, I love making your wedding about me. That's so fun. You know, um, you know, it's not it's not helping the narcissism. But what I truly meant was that I, I'm excited <laughs> to. And they laugh, by the way. Um, we all joked about it, which is why I like, you know, had to come clean on the podcast here. Um, and I am I am so excited. If you have been listening to I'm Sorry What Weddings, by the way, um, and if, you, if you're new, I'll explain like, hi, hello, welcome. But on my second podcast episode, I had George on and I said that one of my dream roles would be being a bridesmaid and being an officiant and like at the same time. And then they just like go out and make that dream happen for me right away. It's like manifestation at its finest, baby. But <laughs> honestly, it, I, I, I am just so thrilled. So there was one night once upon a time where Kim and I were drinking. It was before engagement. This was actually the night that I pretended to sneak around the house looking for the ring, you know? She's like, oh, what if the ring's here? I'm like, I'm gonna find it, you know? But I knew damn well that the ring was most definitely not in the house. I It had been purchased. I knew where it was, but it was not in that apartment. So anyways, that night, you know, we were been drinking and Kim's like, do you think that you could get through like marrying us? And I was like, oh my God, yeah, of course I could. And I was like, oh shit, wait a minute. Like, is this like, is this a possibility? Like. What excite, you know? And then honestly, I was thinking about it and I told her this. So I can tell you guys, I was so excited with the idea of marrying them. I have been with this couple since they started. You know what I mean? And I have seen them through everything. And I, you know, I get it. I could I could speak on them. I respect that. I respect their decision. There was a small part of me, though, that was a little bit sad because I was like, I want to be with her when she's getting ready. Like, I want to be, I want to be in the pictures, narcissism also. You know, I was like, oh, like one of the things I love about being a bridesmaid is like being there for all the moments, for being there for like, you know, um, like I said, getting ready in the morning, being there like right before, you know, she walks down the aisle, like being in the lineup, like all those things, you know, being there like after the wedding and like, I don't know. I just I love that vibe. And her and I are so close that I was like, oh, I want to be there for her. I want to be one of those people that like is like a ride or die bridesmaid. That's like, I'm going to go get Starbucks if you want Starbucks or like whatever you need, you know. So I was a little sad about the idea of not being there. So then she just blessed me with both. Then I just got to do both. And I'm so oh, my God, like my heart is so full. I just feel so incredibly honored. And like I, you know, I mean, 
these people are so special to me. And I I joked earlier of like five minutes ago about, you know, how I've seen them through their like through everything. And like they've also seen me and in the time of our friendship, I have been through a lot, you know, and I have grown so much. And I think what's so special is and something that I have come to respect so much now is my friends that have stayed there with me through these times like I think it's very easy to be Ashley's friend on a good day. I, I, I listen, we'll go back to a little bit of cockiness on a good day. I'm fun. I think I'm like I'm a good life at the party, like all these things. But like on a bad Ashley day, that shit's not easy. OK, like those are not the best times, like a sick Ashley, like all sorts of stuff. And like to have friends and two friends that have stood by me like Alex as well. You know, he checks in on me. We have our own very special relationship and um, I just, you guys, I like, I can't talk about it anymore. I'm going to keep crying. So, um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm really excited and so, so honored to do this. So they're getting married next year. So I have time to prepare it every once in a while now, like ever since it's happened, I've like jotted little notes down, like as I'm thinking, like I have so much to say and like all these good things that I've been thinking about all these years and, and all these fun things. So I think the hardest part about officiating their wedding is not making it last an hour. You know, like I make a promise when I am your officiant that it will be not long. Like, you know, I sat through the two hour, uh, Jesus Christ ceremony and I don't want to do that again. So, um, and as much as I love to talk and I know I have a podcast where I talk by myself for about an hour, like, you know, no one wants to listen to me really talk that much, you know? So anyways, I, I'm just, I'm so excited. I'll take you all with me along the journey. Um, excited to see how everything's going to work out. And I'm so honored and excited to get to share this on I'm Sorry What Weddings. It's going to be perfect. So yay. Now I get to uh, update the intro, y'all, to um, she has been a bridesmaid 13 times and officiated three weddings. Let's go. We love an updated intro. We love it. We love it. Okay, so let's get into some Ask Ashley questions. So I got asked this wedding specific. How do you let your partner know what kind of engagement ring you want without like telling them directly and being forward? I want him to get the ring without me so I can be surprised, but also because I think it's such a statement of love that I don't want to, it to be something I picked out. Nothing wrong with that. Just a preference. Do I send him photos? Uh, do I send photos to a friend to tell him or is there a tried and true method here? I want to get something that's from his heart, but I also don't want it to be butt ugly, you know? Honest to God, this is like, I think all of our fears, like getting proposed to, it's like, what if I hate the ring? Like, can you fucking imagine? Like you're sitting there and like this person, your partner has planned this like nice proposal and you're like so fucking excited, your heart's racing and he just like opens the box and it's like a heart-shaped diamond and you're like nothing against the heart shape if that's what you're into. But like, if you're not, you know, like I'm thinking my own preference, I would be like, Oh, like you're so excited to be engaged, but you're like, am I going to am I going to lie to him for the rest of my life? Which you're not supposed to do. That's like the foundation of marriage is like communication and trust and honesty. But like, how do I tell him? You know what I mean? Or her or whoever's proposing to you. So let me tell you this. I'm going to answer your questions in two parts. I'm going to answer your question the way you asked it. But then I'm also going to like I'm going to answer it the way I would do it if it were me. OK, so. Because you said that you you don't want to be a part of it, let me give you this first half of the recommendation. So I think you should go ring shopping. I cannot recommend this enough. 
Kim and I, so I feel like Kim and Alex are truly going to be the stars of this episode because I, I think my best example of, of this is kind of with them. Um, so Kim and I went ring shopping together. So at the time we had talked about this because I thought I was going to marry Jimmy. Yuck. Everybody makes mistakes. And, um, so her and I were both kind of thinking we we're going to get engaged around the same time. And I'm like, we should go look at rings. I think she might've suggested it. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, then obviously Jimmy and I broke up and she's like, do you want like, you know, she wasn't going to ask me. And I'm like, let's fucking go, bitch. Like this was so we I, I didn't care. I'm a ride or die. So we go to Shanko. Shout out to Shanko. Can't recommend it more. And we tried on a bunch of rings and it was so fun. It was kind of like wedding dress shopping. And listen, I mean, they're different. But let me just say something here. OK, I am also yeah, this is coming from the person who celebrates a birthday month. OK, I think that any chance to celebrate more something big in your life, like let's fucking do it, you know? And so, you know, you get to have all these fun events when you're getting married and everything like, you know, your, your bridal party, your, your um, sorry, your like engagement party, your bridal shower, like all these things, right? Like, and then there's the wedding dress shopping, the venue shopping, like why not make all those things so fun. And one of them, like, let's add in ring shopping, you know, take one of your girlfriends, go try some things on and like, enjoy your day. Like, you know, and then you kind of know. And then what I would say is if you don't want him to know that person that you took with you, like have them be your point of contact with your partner, you know, like just tell them like, Hey, if you need help, like with the ring, I'm going to go ring shopping with, you know, with so-and-so and you know you can ask them for help if you're not comfortable if you're like i don't even want to put on a ring i don't want to jinx it whatever like have a damn pinterest board and then share it with all your friends like share it to your friends anybody you think he would be comfortable asking and then like let them know and then they'll have it because i got to go with jenna so we did it this way and she uh gave me her pinterest board Sergio and I went behind her back. She had no idea. We got the ring. I pulled it right straight from Pinterest and it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, she was surprised like, but it was what she wanted, but she also had that surprise element. So I highly recommend bringing a friend into the group, someone that you guys both like, you know, and if it's not one of your friends, like ask one of his friends, you know, or like one of his friends's wives or, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, like someone you guys feel mutually like comfortable with and then bring them in because it, it is a very vulnerable thing to go ring shopping. So for them, like, Maybe you have a best friend that you love so much, but like that's not the person in your friend group that's closest to your partner, you know? So like figure out who that middle ground person is that that is, they're going to be comfortable with and also ask them. They might not want that. OK, they might not want that. They don't always want like a bunch of people and opinions involved because, like I said, it's a very nerve wracking thing for them. So I'm just giving you all the options based off your partner's preferences. And if they don't want anybody, I think you should go eight year old Ashley style. Let me tell you a little something, something about eight year old Ashley. Eight year old Ashley really wanted a golden retriever. So what did she do? She printed out pictures of golden retrievers and she left them everywhere in her parents house. The pillows, the shower, the bedroom, bathroom cabinets print out the ring and just put it everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think that's a very valid, valid way of doing it. But I know that it might take like a romance out of it in some way to you. But I think what's really important is just sitting down and having a conversation with your partner and being like, OK, I want to be surprised by the ring, but 
you know, here's a couple options. I listened to Ashley's podcast. She gave me these three options of how to tell you what ring I want. Like, what are you most comfortable with? And, you know, it's it's just an honesty thing. Now, let me for anyone else who is thinking about this and is not dead set on, you know, him not like knowing or her, whoever's proposing, like not like you not seeing the ring ahead of time. Can I just recommend doing it together? I I know. OK, I know what you're thinking. We love a good tradition and this is nothing against that. But I'm just saying if you are on the fence, let me push you fucking overboard. This is a ring that you are going to be wearing for the rest of your life. If you are a type A bitch like myself, like I want to say. So when I went with Kim, she also then went with Alex after. And I liked that. So then she tried on with me. We got the pressure down. You know, we got to have this fun day for the two of us. We drank some champagne like it was really fun. And then she proceeded to go with Alex. And I think that like that is such a good like move to make, you know, because they got to really like talk about it and all these things. And like when I was there when she got the ring, trust me, she was just as excited. It's kind of my same stance on the first look. Like I love a first look. I don't think it takes anything away from seeing someone down the aisle like every time they have still cried like and if they didn't cry the first time they didn't cry the second time like it really didn't like it did not change anything from from what i've seen about having a first look and it's nice like there's a technicality there you know you get to get some photos out of the way it's one of the only times you guys are alone i could go on and on about this but that's not the question today and i think like kind of just involving your partner and making decisions together like for your ring it's okay you and if you are want a little combination of both, what I would say is go with your partner, have three options that you like, and then see which one they choose. You know what I mean? It's a, kind of a happy compromise and then you kind of know, but I really do recommend. And one other thing about rings, the reason I think that you should do your research and talk to your partner is because there's a lot of fucking questions going into it. Okay, let me just say. Um, one of the things being like, what matters the most to you? Like that it's a real diamond, are you OK with a lab grown? Personally, I just want you to know if you're on the fence about that, I have seen the lab grown diamond in person and baby, it is beautiful. OK, so but whatever your preferences, real diamond. Um, are you more concerned about the size? Are you more concerned about the clarity cut? Like what are your ring preferences? Because when I went in with Sergio, there was all sorts of fucking questions. And I was like, oh, shit. Like and, you know, we ended up like there was different ones. It was so interesting to see like how they like the little different pieces. And you know what? We figured it out together. And Jenna is very happy. So shout out to us. But, you know, it's a fun thing. It's one of those things that gets you really excited to research. So you might as well have your fun with it. OK, so I want to talk a little bit about boundaries. So this was supposed to coincide so beautifully with my last um, episode of I'm sorry what when I was talking about um, healthy selfishness and setting boundaries in that way. And I think one of the hardest things is when you are a bridesmaid, like is is understanding and how to set boundaries where you you obviously don't want to let down your friend, but also like can I just say, like, one of the most important things is your friendship, okay? The worst thing that you can do is if you do not set boundaries with your bride, you will come out of it and you will hate them. You will be bitter. You might, you, it might fight away, but you do not want to be counting down the days till they go on their honeymoon. You want to be counting down the days that they get back from their honeymoon to hear all about it. OK, so and the healthy way to do that is knowing what you can take on in your capacities. OK, 
And there's two different ways I kind of look at this. There is your mental capacity and your financial capacity. Okay. So when we're talking about finances, like I'm going to be honest with you, we're looking at at least two to four K that you're spending on being a bridesmaid. And I think that where you can be is really knowing, okay, what is the most that I can spend and factor in it all bachelorette party, uh, wedding. Like when it comes to the batch, it's kind of like, they'll tell you everything, you know, like how much that's going to be, but look at the wedding. Like, do you have to travel for it? If you do, are you flying? Are you driving? What's the hotel look like? You know, all those little things factor in gifts. Like, obviously, you know me. I said no gifts when it comes to weddings. But, you know, I do like to get a bottle of champagne or something like that for the day of, you know, think about all those little things, meals and everything. And then also your dress alterations. I've said it here, I believe, on the podcast, like to kind of prepare for around 150 for alterations um, and hair and makeup, all these things like factor that all in and see what you can really do. And then I think it's important that if you're kind of like, oh, shit, like, I don't know if I can ball that hard. I think it's important to have a conversation with your bride and be like, OK, I'm looking at it this way. And, you know, I think personally what I have the capacity to do is attend either like your bridal shower or your bachelorette party. Like which one's the most important to you or, you know, have conversations about hair and makeup. You know, would you mind if I test my own hair and show you, can I do that? You know, these things. But be prepared for her to say no. And brides, you can also say no. Like I want everyone to get their stuff done like. You know, it's okay. Like if you really cannot financially do it, it, you should tell your bride and just be honest with them what you should absolutely avoid, because as a maid of honor, I'm telling you, this is the worst is when someone decides they're at the end that suddenly they can't afford the bachelorette trip and then they don't go because somebody is going to have to pay for that moment. And um, maid of honors like I made the mistake of years and years and years of taking that financial on myself when people did not go to the bachelorette party at the last minute. And it has happened at almost every bachelorette party that I planned. I just covered that cost and it was tough, you know, so I think it's important to, you know, know if you can't handle it. Of course, shit comes up like, you know, things happen. I had to back out of a bachelorette party at the last minute because I was in the hospital, you know, and they were really sweet. I was like, please still let me pay, you know, for everything. And they're like, no, just pay for what you've already paid for. Like, we're good. So I was like, I'll still help for groceries. Like, I, you know, I felt so bad about it, but they were super sweet and wonderful about everything. So anyways, um, I I would just say that you want to make sure you have your financial boundaries because like nothing is more stressful in life than money. And I have found that, you know, if I if I didn't set good boundaries and then I'm spending all this money, like it's it's just hard. And listen, it's just going to be expensive. Like that's on fact. So be prepared for that. And it's and it's OK. I'm going to keep repeating this throughout this, I think. But I just want you to know it's OK to say no to being a bridesmaid like that is OK. And some brides might be like, hey, you know what? If you can just stand up there with me, that's enough. Like, you know, so just be open and honest. I had to do this with Charisma's wedding. I, you know, when it came down to it, I had lost my job like right before. And I had all these medical bills and I was like, I have to be honest with you. Like, I I'm not going to make it to your wedding. Like, I can't afford it. And she was like, nope, we're going to do it. We're going to we're going to get you there. And she did. And that was so sweet. And I just say that honestly, because it was the hardest conversation I think I've had to have. I was so I was so nervous. I knew she was going to love me no matter what. I knew our friendship was strong, but I just don't like to let people down like that, obviously. So, you know, we made it work. And if your bride's able to do that, they can help you. If not, you know, 
it is what it is. But I say just be honest financially. Okay, emotionally, mentally, like this is a big one, too. Like I said, the worst thing is that you don't want to feel like somehow your whole life is surrounded by this wedding if, you know, you don't want that. For me, I love to be immersed in the situation. Like, I'm all about it. But, you know, I have failed myself to set good boundaries before. And then at the end, as I mentioned earlier, I felt overworked and drained. And that's just not the way you want to feel. So really look at it like, OK, I got asked to be in a wedding. What do I feel like I can do? Like, how do I feel like I can participate? Is it that, you know, I I think I can probably get really into crafting. I love crafting. I love DIYing like, you know, and and I can tell my bride, hey, you know, like I I can DIY like I can help you with this. And, you know, or if you are like, hey, I, I'm really good with music, like I'm happy to help you make a playlist or like, you know, hey, I'm really good at planning and I can help plan this bachelorette party like whatever like little thing that you think you can help with, like figure out in what way you're able to show up, you know, and if for you, you're like, you know what? And this happened to a lot of people. I'm in like five weddings this year and I just don't know if I'm going to be emotionally able to go to like every single party. You know, I might have to miss your bridal shower, like things like that, you know, and just knowing and like listening to your body when you are too tired to do something like just don't do it. It's OK. I promise it's OK. You know, um, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in a, a separate Ask Ashley question. But, you know, the the wedding revolves around the couple. OK, it's the center of their universe. It doesn't have to be the center of center of yours. So, you know, you you can set you can say I, I just can't do that and don't overaccept yourself and don't make promises that you can't keep. Don't say I can help you craft and then but you know you don't have the capacity for that. Just say like, hey, you know what? Let me know what you can what let me know what you need my help with. And I will let you know if I have the capacity for it. Like that's kind of the best way to do it instead of like promising, committing, because I've heard this with several brides where they're like, well, so and so told me they were going to help and then they didn't. So it leads to like a disappointment on their end and then you kind of feel shitty. So try to just leave that door open. And like I said, at the end of the day, the most important thing is their friendship with your bride or your groom. So don't let any of this stuff and the pressures sacrifice that. Just have open and honest conversations and I, I promise you, you're going to feel so much better. So wrapping that up into this Ask Ashley question that I got, it was kind of interesting. It said, when you have a maid of honor and bridesmaids, what are your personal expectations of those roles? Do those expectations differ for what you would generally describe the roles of maid of honor and bridesmaids? And I thought that was a really interesting question. Um, and I get it because, you know, when you're like, OK, you've seen this a bunch of times, like what are you going to be expecting? What's the norm? So for me, I think the way I look at it is that I really want all of my bridal party members to come out of this experience with me thinking it was so fun. They had a good time and they felt loved and appreciated. Like, I want to make sure that they know that I chose them to stand by my side, not because, you know, I needed their help, which I will, but because I genuinely like love and care about them. So I think my hope and my expectations for my maid of honor, my bridesmaids, is that they're just excited and they're happy to be there and that they want to support me the way I want to support them. Like, I hope that they have been given enough love during the process that by the end of it, like if I need a glass of champagne, 
that they're like happy to go get me a glass of champagne. Like I was thrilled to always get my brides champagne and, you know, a cookie when they needed it. You know, I want them to feel it's not the expectation that they do that, but I hope that they want to, you know, I hope they don't feel like they're being put to work. You know, weddings are hard work, you know, and there are a lot of things that like you need help with when you are um, a bride. And I, I hope my hope is that People will want to help. And if they're not able to, they just tell me. It is absolutely not my expectation that their world now becomes all about my wedding, you know? And I forgot to mention this earlier that one of the tricks I found that was the best when I was a maid of honor was like, I had set times with my bride, you know? We had like set calls where we would focus on the wedding, you know? And I found that to be really good because then it was like this set appointment kind of thing where, you know, I wasn't getting texts throughout the week about the wedding because one of the things is like for me as a bridesmaid and a maid of honor, like I like if you text me about your wedding, like that is like I'm going to get back to you. I'm focused on that. Right. But when they kept happening all the time, like I couldn't keep up with that. And then the guilt was really high. So I set a boundary of like, OK, let's talk, you know, every other Wednesday, let's have a standing phone call and we can like chat about all things wedding, you know. And so that was really helpful for me. And I really enjoyed it. And of course, like on our off times, we talk still about weddings and, and all this stuff. But it, I didn't feel the obligation to be on at all points because no one can be on all the time, you know. So it was really great. Uh, that was a really great boundary that I set. So yeah, I guess, you know, in reality, the duties of a bridesmaid is, you know, to honestly show up and have a good time and be supportive. Like, my expectations for my bridesmaid is that they they want to get involved, that they want to be at my bridal shower and they want to be if they have the capacity to do it, that they do it. I want them to come to my bachelorette party and I want them to get wasted and have a good time. The other thing I think that I know about is getting older is like we have a lot more responsibilities now. Like by the time I get married, probably the majority of who I think right now would be in my bridal party is probably going to have little nuggets like there's probably going to be kids. There's a lot more bills, a lot more responsibilities. So, you know, like I want my expectation is also that they're honest with me, you know, and they tell me what they can and can't do. And then we deal with it from there. Like, you know, and I, I know that doesn't really f in a fun way answer that <laughs> question. Um, I expect all my bridesmaids and my maid of honor to be doing shambongs with me, you know? That's the expectation. Like, have fun. As far as the duty goes, buy the dress, get your hair done, look good. Just not better than me, you know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. My bridesmaids will look better than me. There's no way, you know? Um, but yeah, I think the normal duties of a bridesmaid are to you know, uh, be there and help out, participate, like be be ready to help set up and break down if we need to. And like, I don't know, just have fun. To me, they're not my little slaves, though. OK, that's like they're, they don't work for me. And the worst feeling at the end of being a bridesmaid is when you feel like you just did a job. It's always going to be exhausting, but I don't want to feel like you just had to work a second job to be my, you know, maid of honor or bridesmaid. So anyways, I hope that answers the question. Um, okay, so I um, saw two things on TikTok that I want to talk about because I thought they were amazing. So this guy brought up a really good point. His name was Jack Lawler. And so he was talking about um, your save the date photos. And he said, can we just cool it on the save the date photos? He's like, I, I love and appreciate, you know, a nice picture of the two of you. But when you guys are looking 
into your each other's eyes, about to kiss. Like, it feels like I shouldn't be there. It feels like when I'm going to get my yogurt in the morning, I shouldn't like, I don't need to see that every day. Like, remember that these pictures for your save the date will be on someone's fridge for at least six to eight months is what he said. For me, mine are all still up there. And I'm looking at them and I am appreciating. We've got a lot of like just cute hand holdings, arms around. Like it feels very like PG. So like maybe when you are doing your photos for the save the dates, can we recommend keep it a little PG? Because that that's a good point. I have had some where they're like, really like intensely looking in each other's eyes and you do you feel uncomfortable you're kind of like can you guys get a room and it not be my kitchen so i thought i had just had to throw that out here on the podcast for everybody and also so if you're a tiktoker you probably know who isaac and allison are so isaac is a professional football player i believe the last team he was on was the raiders and allison is just wonderful and they make tiktoks and they kind of joke about like being um like a gold digger like all sorts of fun stuff because like basically she took all the shit that people called her because she married a football player and just like had fun with it and then they like let us into their lives and they're really fun so isaac started doing this video series about you know like hey if you're a husband or hey if you're a fiance like giving little tips and stuff which are super cute and the one thing that i like wanted to scream when he said it because i was like yes He said, like, tips for grooms. He's like, if your fiance comes to you and they ask you something and you you probably don't care, like, what color do you think the dining room, like, the the tablecloth should be? Like, you probably don't fucking care about the tablecloth. But the worst thing you can say back is, I don't care whatever you want or you choose. You know, being dismissive of their feelings is very hurtful. And, you know, like I like for brides and grooms, whoever's planning, I think the thing is, is that some of us reflect weddings as like a symbol of our love. At least that's that's the way I look at it. So if I'm coming to you and I'm asking about the tablecloth on our special day, something that symbolizes love and you tell me that you don't care I don't think my mind's not going, you don't care about the tablecloths. My mind's, you don't care about the wedding and all this stuff. And it's hurtful. Okay. So here is an uh, an easy option. Okay. Say, what are, oh, so, you know, person A comes to you. Hey, honey, like, what do you think our table color should be? I don't know. What are our, what are our options? What are your top two favorites? Okay. Great. Now you don't really have to care that much. They're going to give you option A and option B. Just pick one. You know what? At the end of the day, if they don't agree with you, they're just going to choose the one that they want anyway. So like if you think option B, like take a look at them and go, okay, option B. And they're like, oh, you don't like option A? You know what? I took another look at it and I think I do like option A. And you're done. A conversation, because you know what happens if you say you don't care? A fight. A fight that could take up to three days, okay? You just saved yourself three days with two minutes of just being like, oh, option B. Super easy. Okay. By the way, I'm so sorry if you can hear that pounding. I don't really know what's going on around here, but whatever. Um, we're trying to do a professional podcast here. Like no one understands. Um, maybe it's my neighbors down below thinking I'm being too loud. They're like doing a broom, but hey, okay. I'll give you a small cut of the pay cut when, when this podcast becomes super famous. So anyways, I can't recommend that more to, you know, whoever's the one, there's always one person who's least enthusiastic about the wedding. And so that is a, a, a tip that I have for you and shout out to Isaac Rochelle 
on TikTok for that one. Okay, so let's get into my wedding tip of the week. Okay, so I know this sounds a little crazy, but when we're talking earlier about being a maid of honor and all the tasks that come with it, one of those things is planning the bachelorette party. I guess, you know, I didn't I didn't mention this um, the first time I recorded this. I had mentioned that, you know, the role of a maid of honor is to kind of plan the parties. And if you're wondering <laughs> if this question was like, hey, are you going to let them plan the party? Uh, yes, my plan is to let them plan the party. Like, of course, I want to be involved in like the location and things like that. But I will I will allow a party to be planned for me. OK, so anyways. As someone who has planned a bunch of them, let me tell you, one of the things that I did that I thought was the best was I had like a monthly newsletter. And now this was like kind of crazy. And it honestly was not consistent, did not come out every month. I think we ended up doing every two months. But having this monthly communication or bi-monthly, whatever, it was emailed to the girls. I made it look cute because I wanted it to be something I look forward to. So actually, like we ended up going with the design. When I did this, I had a co-maid of honor that that she put together. It was a Barbie themed badge. It was all pink. It was super cute. And basically, like it just kind of laid out the answers to a lot of questions like it gave a timeline of like when every like what's coming up next what we're working on and it just like I think especially for that one it was a Mexico bachelorette party so I think when you're asking everybody to travel like there's a lot of questions that come into that like you know what are we responsible for and usually that's like your ride from the airport like what did they have to plan like their flights and their rides you know to and from the airport you know with like when are we flying in like all those kind of thoughts like it was really helpful just having the set communication and then people could read them i recommend doing email um i have learned that a long text message does not get the job done so i liked i thought in the format i i had created a different format that i think i would use now that had like a little bit more pictures and like it was broken up a little bit differently so it just looked fun have a template plug in your information and it really kind of helped me stay on track and also made it so like I'm not answering 100 questions over, you know, text all the time. Like all the information was just in there and easy to access. And then, you know, we had like different things of what we're working on now, what what's coming next and new information. I really think it was helpful. Um, I got positive feedback on it. I know it sounds extra and excessive, but honestly, the way to be a maid of honor is extra and excessive because you are planning a party with a bunch of other people, people who don't know each other, people with different personalities over communicating, I think is the best way to do it and do it on this email and make it simple, make it something that's fun for them to read. And then at the end, you can show them your your bride all these amazing newsletters that you put together, you know, so I think having set communication just really helps. And if you don't want to be all extra, it can be just a simple email, but just having dates for you on your calendar. That's like, OK, this day I'm going to send out communication about this, you know, and don't wait too long because people are going to be wondering. They want to know what outfits they they need to buy. They want to see the mood board. They, they want to know what's going on so they can prepare. You have to remember that everybody is planning their financial schedule around this party. So the more information you can give, the sooner the better. So if you are wanting more information or you want like a template or anything like I'm happy to send you what I've worked on. You can send me a um, a DM on Instagram at Ashley Sleek. It's actually with two E's, of course, and I'm totally happy to help you out. I know it sounds crazy, but I promise you it's helpful. Speaking of bachelorette parties and maid of honor, this is truly the maid of honor episode, I feel. Let me get into my I'm sorry what weddings moment. And this is a big one. And I want to scream it at the top of my lungs. 
listen, if you are the maid of honor and you are the one planning the party, you are the person that is putting down their card, okay? If you are planning a party, this goes outside of it too, you are the party planner, your card goes down. Take out another fucking credit card if you have to. I don't care. If you really can't do it, you find somebody else that becomes the the designated card person, okay? I'm sorry, but one of the parts of being a maid of honor and a party planner is that everything financially is now falling to you. And I know that sucks, okay? But the most awkward thing is like when you go on one of these trips and the bill comes and everyone's just looking around, like don't ruin that waiter's life and try to split it by 100, you know? Like don't don't like put it on somebody else who was just showing up as a, like a guest to then like awkwardly have to put their card down like it's so uncomfortable like i I got to this, I got to this part where I recorded like a couple weeks ago and, you know, like one of the things I mentioned and um, gave myself a laugh, it's like, listen, this is one of the times that you can benefit. I'm not big, I don't understand credit cards enough, but I know that you probably do to know that you get points, okay? So your nice payback to being like a maid of honor is that you're gonna get hella points from this. Like throw down that credit card. I honestly opened the Apple card when I was my sister's. Um, maid of honor and I use that and I have to say the Apple cash is wild like it was very helpful help me pay off the card you know so you you are the person in charge you put your fucking card down okay like it is what it is and okay if you have a bigger bachelorette party if you're going with a bigger group just accept as as like someone going on that trip that you're probably just gonna split shit equally and I know you just got the corn dog and a glass of water and that sucks, but it is what it is, okay? If you're going with a smaller group, I think it'd be easier to just take a picture and itemize that, you know? Um, but in a big group, like over 10, like it's just so hard to do that. And the person who puts their card down usually kind of gets screwed. So it's not worth it. Just accept you're probably gonna split shit evenly, okay? If you're going on one of those trips, by the way, and you know you're splitting shit evenly, maybe just do the house margarita, okay? Let's not do, let's not be an asshole and get the Patron. There's a couple I'm sorry what moments, but like I'm sorry what, do not let the expectation be that these other guests are now going to be throwing down their card and participate participating that way because it's like it's just fucking rude. I don't like it. Okay. Um I won't I want to slip a tip in here though with that because if there are more people than there are Ubers. So like say, you know, you've been throwing your card down for everything, but like there's 10 girls, so you know, how are you going to split up Ubers? This is my recommendation. I would say put people in teams based off their room or like the friend group, like give get people in a group of four and have them be Uber riders together. So it's like you always can tell there's going to be the group of people who like they're going out all night. Like you'll see them back at the Airbnb at 3 p.m. like the next day. No, I'm just kidding. I meant to say 3 a.m. at 3 a.m. Like there are parties. There's people there's grandmas like myself that I'm like, I'm going to push through because it's your bachelorette party but I would like to be home at 10 or 11. You know what I mean? Put those people in a group and in a room together and then let them split the Ubers amongst themselves. Like that's kind of the best way I found to do it because I've been on trips where like, you know, it was awkward and I just kept calling Ubers. And then honestly, I had to eat a lot of that cost because it was split so randomly. So, you know, I, I didn't really get paid back for that. And that and that sucks. And I'm, I'm not bitter about it to this day. I've gotten over it, but it was rough. So... 
those are my recommendations. I'm sorry, what? If you're in charge, you're in charge. And that means financially, too. I'm sorry. And it's a good thing to remember when someone asks you to be their maid of honor, to have that conversation with the bride. If you're like, you know what? I really want to be your maid of honor. But like, I don't know. I've seen it be the bride. I've seen it be the bride who puts their card down. And you know what? I, I know I'm a ride or die of like, like the bride doesn't pay and, you know, all that stuff. But you know what? If a bride wants an elaborate bachelorette party, that's the other thing I learned. It's like, fuck, let them. Like if they choose to do something elaborate and they want to put their car down, it's fine. Like if you need the help, it's OK. It's not necessarily that they have to pay if they want to be the person who puts their car down. If you just can't, you're not in the position like just have that open and honest conversation. I think the main takeaways from this episode today is that like communicating your your needs and your wants is probably the most important part about being in a wedding. Like I said it before, I'll repeat it again. It's just not worth losing a friendship. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening to I'm Sorry What Weddings. I love this podcast. It was so fun to do. I'm so sorry I had to wait so long. I'm super excited. Uh, my cousin Danielle should be on her way. We're going to try to record. She should be my next guest if everything works out perfectly. Um, I'm really excited. Thank you, Kim, for asking me and Alex to be your officiant slash bridesmaid. And I didn't ask your permission, but thanks for letting me exploit it for the podcast. We love to see it. Okay, love you guys so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye.